the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm your host, Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today from the great state of Tennessee, Charles Chandler. Charles uh, Charles is the co-founder of My Tennessee Home Solutions, which is actually a team of Army veterans who are dedicated to giving practical home solutions and outstanding service to buyers and sellers alike in and uh, I guess out of uh, mainly the Nashville area. Is that correct, Charles, or is the whole state? Pretty much Middle Tennessee is okay. what we focus on. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here. How are you? No, Tim, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. I love doing this. Love, love trying to just get get some good advice out there uh, to everybody. So, yeah, no, thank you. Fantastic. So, uh, first and foremost, uh, how'd you get started? Yeah, so I, I actually enlisted in the military um, in 2010, and from then, I just had the the mindset I was going to be in the, do the military for a career. Uh, had some family that, that was in the military as well. And then um, I found myself going to United States Military Academy up, up in New York at West Point. Mm -hmm. And from there is when I met some of my now business partner uh, in uh, this company. And so um, didn't know it at the time, obviously, but again, my mindset was very strong towards uh, wanting to serve, be an infantry officer, um, do the ranger special forces stuff is very, very um, headstrong and towards that direction. And then at a army school, nonetheless, I reconnected with, with Jordan. Um, okay. Again, again, we, we first knew each other and acquainted up at West point and then uh, reconnected uh, down at Fort Benning, Georgia uh, at a course. And he was a solopreneur, if you will, he was kind of mm -hmm. doing the DIY house flipping, wholesaling and whatnot. And it, we just kind of got going on a conversation and he showed me what he was doing and, you know, essentially just how much money he was able to make with the little bit of effort. Whereas in the military, it seems like we have a lot of effort and not really paid right. much at all. And so um, some life changes for me were happening. I'd recently gotten married, um, had also recently returned from a deployment. And so things were getting reprioritized in my life. Uh, and I think running in and reconnecting with Jordan was a huge blessing at that time. And so uh, he invited me out to a real estate investing conference uh, that was actually hosted by uh, the West Point Network. And so from there, really started to take the huge leap and to just really take an action. That was um, that was his motto. Uh, that's mm -hmm. what he was kind of instilling into me was just, hey, man, a lot of people talk about it, but you got to take action. Um, and we use at the time we had the military as a, essentially kind of a safety net to take some risk yeah. um, and, and whatnot. And so, of course, first and foremost, came our, comes our military obligations. Um, he and I both um, put that as a, our top priority. And we make sure to excel in the positions that we're given that, and that we hold. And uh, but then while simultaneously being able to build up what is what is now going to be uh, essentially just replacing the W-2 income from the military uh, now into real estate. So. 
from there, just being able to build a strong team, take a lot of the leadership and, and uh, qualities that, that we gained from school and the military and whatnot. And now um, being able to translate that all into a fully functioning company uh, in about two short years. Wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what your target market is, you know, what's, what, what's the big plan with the company? You know, we assist, uh, you know, sellers and acquiring their homes and, and things like that, but who's the target market in that? And why do you buy those certain homes? Yeah, I think it's very important when you're starting out, you need to know what your avatar is. Mm -hmm. You need to establish your buy box, know who it is that you're speaking to and what your brand is, is saying to people. Uh, and so we created what we call our, our brand playbook. Uh, and within that, we, we were able to customize it uh, to where we, we know exactly who, who we're going after. And so within the middle Tennessee region, uh, what we do is we, we go after two different audiences, really, either uh, distressed sellers that own a property or distressed properties uh, that a seller owns. Um, and then sometimes there's the combination of the two. Right. And so that that's those are the two big buckets. Uh, but usually we prioritize those that are looking to downsize uh, and just really want the ease and simplicity of, of, of a cash sale off market transaction. Uh, convenience is is largely uh, a huge aspect to that. And that's what, and that's a huge thing that we offer for individuals. And then uh, the other thing, too, is really properties that other individuals, sometimes up to five to six people inherit. And how do you how do you even go through that process? What paperwork's needed? Who's taking charge? Who's leading it? Uh, and, you know that that can cause a lot of frustrations and, and 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 inner rivalry arguments and whatnot. You know we see some of that, and so we just we're we're able to step in really with any uh, obstacle uh, to closing uh, and to be able to make it a more smooth pro uh, process. And so um, that's again like those that are distressed or the properties that are distressed. Uh, and then we just come in with a very simple and easy home selling process. And we try to empower the individuals that we work with. And we also encourage people to reach out to other, other companies that offer similar, um, you know, similar kind of products that we do, but just to compare. Uh, and then more often than not, they come back to us just being like, yeah, we, we just want to work with you guys. And, and I think that's because we prioritize our, our messaging, our brand, and then the, our, the customer experience that that we provide to other people, and, and that starts from um, individuals just seeing our logo and our name and, and 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 ads, really, and then taking that all the way through to the to the closing table. Fantastic. So, tell me, you have you have uh, quite an experienced team, um, all from the military. Uh, I, I'm, I'm making the assumption. I have read the backgrounds, and so far, everybody's from the military. Um, <laughs> So do each of you uh, have your own directive uh, internally in the company? You each handle different uh, avenues or verticals inside that uh, plan? Yeah, it's uh, we definitely all wear multiple hats. And so when you look at our accountability chart, you, you see a lot of the same names, but we're, we're, host, we're holding different positions. And so that that's a bit of a challenge in terms of how we communicate at times where, hey, like right now, I'm wearing an acquisition hat. And I need to I need to communicate that way with with Spencer, who's our sales director. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes I'm wearing the COO hat, whereas I need Spencer to and I to communicate about a certain process or system that we have in place. Um, how, but each of us do uh, work uh, autonomous uh, in an autonomous lane to where we're able. We know what we need to do. We know the roles and functions, which 
being somewhat remote um, and, and working virtually at times can potentially cause issues just because you, there's the potential of being unaware of if it's a certain task or something's getting done or uh, are we going to be able to hit a certain deadline and whatnot. And so um, those, again, those are just all obstacles internally that, that we overcome. But the way you do that is just routine communication, getting on the phone with each other, monthly, monthly uh, alignment huddles, uh, kind of what we call them. And so that helps us out a lot. And again, a lot of those processes and ways that we communicate stem from uh, the shared experience and understanding that we have being in the military. And so gotcha. um, while we do know our own individual lanes, uh, we do know when to communicate and, and come together and kind of remember the, the hat that we're wearing for a certain conversation or, or sync. Gotcha. So tell me about your process from, from beginning to end. I know you have like a seven point process you mentioned on your site. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit or? Yeah, absolutely. So we, again, I, I, I vaguely kind of hit on it a little bit, but the customer experience is huge. The customer experience roadmap is kind of what we want our, our acquisition and disposition individuals and, and teams to really uh, like hone in and buy in on. And so it really starts before an, an individual reaches out to us because we need to be postured in a way that a seller, once they go to our site, once they see an ad, once they hear about us, that there's a level of comfort and security that, okay, th these individuals, this company, this team can get it done for me. Um, and, and so we, we know that. And then as soon as the, the web form's filled out or the phone call comes in, because we are 100% inbound uh, with all of our okay. lead generation and whatnot. And so uh, if an individual, if we do get a lead uh, or a seller reach out, that, that we know that there's at least some level of motivation there. There's some burden or some level of anxiety or stress that's going on. And so that's the initial trigger for our, our sales team. And so from there, we just try to immediately get on the phone with them, uh, build rapport as, as much as possible, kind of hit the, some of the big five pillars, which motivation, you got to understand the motivation points, um, understand the condition of the property, their timeline, generally where their equity is at uh, with the property. And then uh, and then roughly what where they're looking at price-wise, always try to extract their price first. And then from there, we think that we have a very good understanding uh, of what our next steps will be, which should either be one, uh, we'll try to do a one call close or two, we try to set up a same day appointment uh, with right. our acquisition manager. Um, and, and because being in middle Tennessee, understanding our audience, a lot of individuals really like face to face, belly to belly sales, just shake someone's hand, understand face to name, face to company, name to company and whatnot. Um, and then from there, um, if we, We'll either close on it ourselves um, and rehab the property and use our subcontractors, or uh, we'll assign it to some of our partner investors uh, in the area. Uh, and then from there, we just do a very quick walkthrough or inspection with our home inspector. And then really from there, we handle everything on the closing side. We've got, we got a great title company that we work with, great relationship there, which makes closing any deal a huge, um, you know, sigh of relief because a lot of title companies can be, can be the, can be the stopping point and, and kind of crush many deals potentially. So, sure. and then from there, once we, once we get to the closing table, we try to um, get their post move address to them. And then we send them a nice closing gift as well, about a month or so later, right. uh, just to kind of go full cycle uh, with everything with the individual. Gotcha. Are you using outside investors? Are you hard money deals? How, how are you, um, how, how are you acquiring the properties? I guess that's the big question. Yeah. So I think it's important to also like first starting out with making good decisions to eliminate as much potential stress as possible. And so we haven't debt financed anything. 
Fantastic. We we did it. We did initial partner investments when we first started doing some marketing and lead generation. Once we were able to be net net positive and and you know reimburse ourselves, essentially we've been working off of profits ever since. And so that has allowed us to just be able to make better decisions, take a little bit more risk here and there. But then we do use uh, hard money lenders uh, on the financing side um, with that and. I think that's a great route. We, we've entertained the idea of bringing on uh, private money lenders, but we actually do syndications on the commercial multifamily side. So okay. the My Tennessee Home Solution brand and name is for direct to seller on the single family um, residential side. And then we have another entity is called FBG Equity, which is where we do our holds for apartments and whatnot and, and do syndications. And so that's where, in terms of raising capital, we try to focus efforts uh, for commercial multifamily. So, um, okay. we, we think it, raising capital is an ongoing thing for sure. Um, and, and so we try to let our, our ability and what we've been able to do with the single family side kind of serve as a, uh, in a behind the scenes look of what we're able to accomplish. Okay. Fantastic. So if I had a magic wand, so this is, this is kind of one of my fun questions, Charles, if I had a magic wand and I could solve any issues that that your team faces on a day to day basis, what what could I solve for you? What could I fix with just my one flick of the wrist? Oh, that's easy. We just all are geographically located together. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, we uh, myself and Jordan are and Spencer. We're all three in the process of transitioning out of the military right now. We're in our final final roles, if if you will, final positions, and so. Um, again, you know, we're, we're doing this while still maintaining other W2 jobs, um, which is right. kind of wild to really think about. Um, we, we do have an office in East, Na in East Nashville. And so, uh, when we are able to take long weekend holidays or, um, request some leave and whatnot and come together, uh, Jordan is in the Nashville area. Spencer's in, uh, Georgia at, at a different installation that I'm also in Georgia right now. And so, gotcha. uh, uh, it, it can be tough doing things in different time zones, different states with other, other job priorities. And so it's, um, you know, the cadence of accountability from, you know, it's, we've adopted uh, from a great book called four disciplines of execution. Mm -hmm. um, and so how we, how we hold each other accountable, conduct our, our sinks in, in a timely manner. And then again, having the ability to just go off autonomously, execute our tasks, come back once a week or twice a week, really for our, more deliberate sinks to make sure we're on the same page. And so, um, yeah. yeah, if we were just geographically located, I'd make everything great. <laughs> is that, is that, uh, so we'll talk about the future a little bit. You know, we've talked yeah. about the past, we've talked about, you know, kind of how you acquire and things you're doing today. Mm -hmm. So let's put on our prognostication hats real quick. And uh, what, so that, that's probably the first thing you all will try to fix or is that part of the plan i mean you know ultimately all of you being at the same location once everyone's um actually run their course with the military and 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 you know is that the goal yeah 100 percent. we we're what we don't want to do is pull too many levers of change and adjustments at once uh so we're trying to phase it by by quarter essentially uh where one individual transitions out well established I think Jordan who's already physically there will be the easiest and then it'll be Spencer and then myself um, and my wife's also on our team she serves as our, our listing agent and uh, also manages a lot of our flips and so just getting all that back up into the middle Tennessee area being together um, 
over the over the course of this of this upcoming year, 2023 into 2024, uh, we'll have a full team there. Um, but part of that too is we we want to be able to own our own uh, office. So we we do we are currently in a um, leasing uh, some office space, but we kind of want to be on the other other flip of that to where you know we have our own office space and a triple triple net uh, yeah. lease set up for for somebody sure. else. So that's kind of all tied together with having um, the longevity with the the Montessori Home Solution brand. Just getting a good uh, property office space that you know is not really a, a liability so much for us, uh, but we're able to establish some strong roots in the area. Gotcha. Is there uh, ever any plan maybe to have, uh, you know, uh, my Kentucky or my Georgia <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or is Tennessee definitely going to be the, the one and only? Yeah. The, the franchising piece is, is very interesting. And that's actually, was a conversation we had at our quarter three uh, offsite working session as we were getting ready for quarter four. And, Really, it just comes down to bandwidth of time, and then where where are we going to get the best ROI at? Uh, are we going to are we going to go down a route that's going to require a ton of time and potential high level stress, and just maybe get us out of our um, you know sphere that we operate and do so well in? So um, there's risk there. Um, but there is high reward. Um, however, what what I think that what we're thinking about really is more so just kind of a, a, a certain tiered uh, program that we can offer to individuals where, hey, like we can give you stuff to help you initiate and start. Um, and then another one where like, hey, like we can be fairly hands-on to help you start if you, if you want to initiate your own kind of um, team somewhere else. And then like at a top tier where we're heavily involved and in kind of setting everything up and obviously just different price points associated with that. So there, there's some level of, of potential there of expansion, I think. Um, what we'll do first is really move into Memphis and Chattanooga and actually really expand in those statewide. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Though it does seem, I mean, and just you know, because I do talk to a lot of folks in different states to do this when they decide mm -hmm. to franchise that out or or expansion. It's not always considered franchise, but uh, in that expansion, it's really just about having someone you can trust on the ground to do yeah. the work, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, as funny as this sounds, many listeners may chuckle, but you know, finding the money for the deals is the easy part, right? It's finding, yeah. it's, it's, you make your money at, at, at the beginning, you know, at the yes. purchase of the deal, not necessarily at the sell of the deal. So yep. having somebody on the ground, you can trust and understand your process. That's the tough part when you, when you go out of your uh, area. So, but it sounds like you've got contacts in, you know, all those States and maybe that's something for you down the line for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if, if, Someone wanted to get in touch with you. They they had a home for sale, or maybe you know they want to invest with you, or anything. Maybe they just want to chew your ear off about you know how you got started and the same things we talked about today, or need your advice. Charles, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so for any anyone that's looking to sell their house off market, uh, definitely go to our website, mytennesseehomesolution.com. Uh, but if you want to get in touch uh, individually, one on one, probably LinkedIn, just okay. Charles Chandler. Uh, would be one of the best ones. And I'm pretty active on social media, uh, particularly Instagram and, and Facebook. You can find me on there, just uh, Charles Chandler uh, on the, on Instagram and, and okay. uh, Facebook. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Charles, this is the part of the show where I kind of give the last word to you and, you know, any words of wisdom or sage advice. And it doesn't have to be about home purchasing, selling. Uh, it could be about your, 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 
favorite dog kennel, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever it might, I've heard it all, but uh, whatever it might be, you know, close us out with some inspiration. Yeah. I, uh, I highly encourage individuals that are hacking at this stuff alone to partner with someone. Um, you can go, I've heard this many times, you can go fast alone or you can go far together. And so oh, great. it's, I think it's very important um, to really establish long lasting strategic partnerships with individuals. Uh, albeit that is needs to be seen as a marriage. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think some of the mo- most important qualities of that come from a, a very strong established uh, linked vision uh, with, the, with the other individual strong core values together that you have uh, with each other. And then um, in a very strong exit plan uh, potentially in place as well. And so uh, again, I just, I think individuals that are going at it alone that are trying to do it all, wear every hat in the organization, you're, you're going to lose the steam and potentially lose the the fun and kind of the, the why uh, behind what, what you're doing. Um, yeah, for sure. Where, yeah. What, what, whereas if, if you have a good strong strategic partnership, uh, whereas I do here with Jordan and Briar, the three of us, kind of a little three musketeer team uh, founded and running this thing. Um, but it, it takes time and it takes a lot of growth. Uh, and again, just seeing it as a marriage, really. And so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my 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 push, really, for for partners. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, guess I that's think that's great advice, too. Charles. I, I I think about that all the time, you know, that... Uh, I meet so many solopreneurs and and that are that are out there. Yep. You know, yeah, they have a couple of contractors they use to to do the work, and yeah, they got somebody running signs or whatever it might be. They may have a digital marketing company they work with, but for the most part, they're a solo you know uh, entity. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that, that's got to be difficult because there's just so many there's so many aspects of it, and you know, you can either be the jack of all trades or the master, or, you know, jack of all trades, yeah. master of none, right? So yeah. yeah, great advice, Charles. I think that's really great advice. Charles, thanks so much for being on the show. I look forward to catching up with you maybe three, six, yeah. nine months down the road, see how you guys yeah, are absolutely. doing. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you then. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. Thanks, Charles. Uh-huh.